0: Welcome to the Magic Ed Tech podcast on LTI. Today we're discussing and suggesting an action plan to either implement or to upgrade your integration for LTI to the newest version. I'm Michael Urban, the Vice President of Educational Systems Consulting for Magic Ed Tech. For those of you joining us today, LTI refers to learning tools interoperability. Learning Tools Interoperability, or LTI, is a standard developed by IMS Global Learning Consortium. LTI allows courseware and learning tools from different vendors to be launched within a learning platform, most often an LMS or a learning management system. Today, I have with me a wonderful colleague from IMS Global, Mr. Mark Luba. Mark is the Vice President of Product Management at IMS Global. Welcome, Mark. I'm so glad to have you with us today.
1: Thank you, Michael. I appreciate the invitation, the opportunity to
0: talk about our members' good work. Great. Thanks so much. So Mark, tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey in the technology space, and how you arrived at IMS Global, which is the leading organization surrounding LTI and creating the standard for interoperability. I know you've had a wonderful career, so please tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, thanks, Michael. Um, I've been in IT my entire career, as you mentioned, And I've had the opportunity to have positions in various industries. So I have a broad base, but primarily corporate background. And then in 2005, I I actually joined American Public University System as their chief information officer. And I had the opportunity to really uh, get involved in the education process, uh, including back office issues related to data and systems connecting to one another. And it was through that experience and some subsequent consulting that I did in the early 2010s through maybe 2015 that I started to see the incredible um, importance of interoperability and open standards. And I, I became a proponent and ultimately started working with IMS Global to advance and promote the use of open standards for education technology.
0: That's great. Mark, thank you so much again for being here. I feel really privileged that you're able to allocate some of your time for here uh, for those of us here at Magic. So, Mark, I want to begin with something very important. It's a timing and a planning element for our listeners. Uh, whether you're an institution supporting a platform like an LMS or a provider of tools for those platforms, timing is really of the essence. Mm-hmm. I understand that all legacy implementations of LTI are being deprecated and with the most recent security update and framework, which is now LTI 1.3. So this means that all prior versions are no longer supported. And as of June 30th, 2022, providers of educational solutions and tools must evolve to LTI 1.3, or they can also harness the increased benefits of LTI Advantage. We'll talk in more detail about LTI Advantage shortly.
1: Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, since the process that started in 2019. Uh, we've been leading up to this transition for quite some time, and we work hard to try to keep the community, our members, and the public aware of what's happening with these types of transitions. Uh, the With changes in different technologies and, of course, the underlying security-related, um, evolution of these standards is a natural thing. So um, we're working with our members, providing resources and assistance and support um, as much as possible to help with that transition. But there's a lot of of great reasons I'm sure we'll talk about for why this transition is is
0: valuable and important. Great. So, Mark, what I'm also hearing is that LTI 1.3 and LTI Advantage as an additional option. This represents the new security framework and is IMS global's most secure option available. And it leverages OAuth 2.0, JSON tokens and the Open ID Connect framework. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about that commitment to data privacy.
1: Sure. Um, you know, IMS came to the realization that we do teaching and learning uh, education technology around teaching and learning. Uh, we're not the world's. Uh, expert in security and other related infrastructure types of standards. There are organizations like like the uh, Internet Engineering Task Force that publishes OAuth 2, for example, and other organizations that are expert in this work. And with the, the pace of technology change, we felt it would be more appropriate for us to adopt the industry standards, so to speak, in security and rather than try to invent our own solutions, which were ultimately proprietary, uh, if you think of it that, that way. So security was an important component to the um, decision to migrate the platform along with ease of use.
0: Got it. Got it. So let's take just a quick step back for our listeners and give a little bit of history and explanation of what LTI actually is and, and what it stands for.
1: Well, LTI is a mechanism for, as you indicated earlier, for different products to communicate together seamlessly. And that communication includes the ability to navigate from one window that you may be using to see a a subordinate window in the same same browser. So that type of integration, or you can launch an experience that's in a different window And have the data, the contextual data, actually transfer um, among these processes in a way that not only protects the privacy of the individuals, but also the data integrity. And that's because all the participants have basically agreed to exchange the data using the standard.
0: Got it. So, Mark, with the ever-expanding number of cloud-based solutions that we're seeing and really just a significantly huge growth in the adoption of digital learning environments, especially during the pandemic, and the use of things like learning management systems or LMS, what what problem does LTI and its innovation from IMS Global really solve?
1: In the early days, integration used to be um, very much a customized or a bespoke operation where different groups would get together and and collaborate on a very unique integration Uh, but what the downside of that if there are many downsides but one particular downside is that that tool then is is married now with the host platform if you will so if one needs to change The the work needs to be done to bring the other one up to up to speed and you're constantly in a redo kind of a mode uh, Based on the fact that changes are happening at different times and in different cycles of those Mm -hmm. separate products So think about putting in some intermediate in between intermediary in between the the platform and the tool such that uh, you can actually change out the tool readily and if that tool also uses the standard, it can plug right in. And th- that gives you tremendous um, benefit as a consumer, as a teacher the administrator the you know, offering teaching and learning services in education naturally, because you're able to uh, have choice you're, and you're, you're able to um, substitute products that best meet your needs at the time. And you may have different products that meet the needs of special learning groups as well. Um, Right. So there's a lot of tremendous benefit to having a strategy that leverages open standards to support your entire ecosystem and and the inevitable change that uh, it's going to uh, undertake.
0: Right. I get I get the value right away. So, you know, why LTI versus other approaches to integration? Uh, You know, LTI, I know is cross platform, but tell us a little bit more you know why this approach to integration
1: well it's designed for education it's not a commercial um, you know general solution so the context of education is extremely important you know teaching and learning is a is a specialized activity that has certain patterns and certain uh, privacy requirements and so the the entirety of the LTI and really the IMS family of of standards um, are informed by the knowledge of our members who are themselves teachers and administrators and and institution, as well as the tech companies that provide those those products to them like yourselves. So it's that combined wisdom, working together to solve an education, teaching and learning problem that provides a higher level of quality and functionality.
0: Okay, great. Um, so let let's just quickly return to this matter of urgency. What is mm-hmm. what does LTI one point three mean for institutions? What does it mean for providers of learning tools and solutions? With the understood deprecation <laughs> schedule that we were talking about, what do, what do providers need to do now to ensure compliance within the overall educational ecosystem that we're seeing today?
1: Well, providers will need to um, first of all get comfortable with the specifications themselves and learn about LTI. And we provide free resources on the web for that, as, as well. As all sorts of resources resources are available for our, our, the public and a specialized set for our members that that we offer. And so, getting um, knowledgeable in the standard and incorporating uh, the new standard into your into your tool. We we provide testing services that, that allow for our members to be able to use use these testing harnesses, and we make it much easier for them to adopt the standard.
0: Okay, that's great. Um, and, and again, we'll return to this matter of urgency in a little bit. But yeah, give us a little idea: of how, how has LTI matured over the years? You know, were there were there new problems to solve? Uh, throughout this journey of evolution, certainly, um, you know, LTI
1: was groundbreaking at the time, but it's more than ten years old now. You know, but the idea that you could have a mechanism to allow for one platform to launch multiple different tools and provide choice for the for the user uh, was was really was really groundbreaking. Doing it in a consistent way that inc- incorporated privacy and security, uh, but over the over the course of of time. Uh, Not not only have the security needs changed, so we've accommodated that by moving to the 1.3 platform, as we call it, uh, but also we've added services that perform things like um, uh, uh, building courses, your ability to build a course using our deep linking, or quickly know what learners are supposed to be in this course section through what's called names and roles. Or uh, the process of grading, I mean, is such a critically important component, is is integrated in with the new suite of LTI services. So um, the the full usability spectrum, uh, uh, again with a teaching and learning focus, is incorporated in the in the latest version of LTI from an institution's perspective. From a, a provider's perspective, uh, something that uh we, we the we we've adopted the the standard security patterns, which makes it much easier for them to understand how to implement LTI because it's implemented just like many other um processes that are available out in the commercial um domain. So it just simply leveraging the libraries that are free and available for people to use to adopt this the security model is um is very helpful for uh, providers. Looking forward, uh, we've really um, upgraded, added a, a new capability called dynamic registration, where a, a tool provider can um, automatically connect to a platform. And so it's really dramatically uh, reducing the amount of technical steps required to associate the platform and the tool when you're installing a, a new tool. So that dynamic registration is going to dramatically reduce the time and effort necessary, which is even now, it's it's fairly modest, to be honest with you, but it's going from fairly modest to one-click installation.
0: That's really helpful. Um, I know our listeners are going to appreciate that and the context of that evolution and that maturation of LTI. So. You know, just so I'm clear, you know, LTI is a framework. It's a standard. It's not an app or app or a product. You refer to it as a platform.
1: Yeah, I, I, and that's probably a bad use of, of language from my perspective. It is a protocol. It is okay. an agreed. It's, it is an agreed upon way to exchange data, and that that exchange um, happens there's two dimensions to that. One is the the exchange. I'll call it orchestration or workflow, the workflow, you know, the roles of the different parties, you know, the provider and the consumer of the data, and then the structure of the data. Uh, what What is the structure of the data? And both of those components, the workflow and the structure are what LTI is all about. So if you say you're going to adopt LTI, then that means that you will implement that orchestration and that data a transfer model, it doesn't mean that it's going to affect how you store the data, or your application in any negative sense, it simply is the exchange from one platform to another, that, that makes it easier for both of us to understand uh, each other. So in that respect, it's also kind of like a contract for exchanging data.
0: That's a great metaphor. So you know, let's talk a little bit more about 1.3 specifically, and then I I want to make sure that we spend some time on LTI advantage. Um, what, what are the key features and benefits of 1.3? What what changed dramatically other than the, a few of the things that you mentioned in comparison to prior versions?
1: Yep, the security model is probably the most significant uh, decision, and it the ability of the version to host multiple sub subordinate services. So uh, the reason I called 1.3 a platform is because it performs certain aspects of the connection and the security and other orchestration steps. But then it is expecting also to have additional services, uh, as they're called, which add features and functionality that is unique to whatever you, you need at that time. So, whether you're an assessment platform, you would leverage perhaps assessment and grade services and names and role provisioning. If you're a content platform, you would you know gravitate to deep linking where you're going to be creating course courses and constructing courses and making that easy for the for the end user to do that. <clears throat> so the major difference is that it's much more extensible, so that new features new capabilities that maybe we don't even know about yet as long as they adhere to the framework of LTI 1.3 then they can quickly be developed and rolled out into the marketplace and and so our members bring uh, problems to be solved and maybe it's an institutional member maybe it's an institution working with a provider you know software provider and they say hey we need we need to add this new service so we as collectively you get together and work through, well, how how would that work? And we document that, and that becomes a new extension, as we call it. And that extension can be used selectively and added in. And um, it, it's it's basically a building block strategy. That once you have that foundational layer 1.3, you you can uh, add capabilities such as dynamic registration or potentially proctoring is another. Um, uh, type of service that leverages it. So many other possible services that are using it. There's a handful of other ones that I won't get into now because I know we're going to be talking about the LTI Advantage.
0: Right, right. And and I've seen that collaboration uh, of the membership, you know, bringing to the table those ideas for futuristic capabilities. So anyway, let's talk about LTI Advantage. This is really exciting for all of us. I understand it's uh, more of a package, or I'm referring to it as a package. I, you know, I hear things, uh, you mentioned deeper integration, deeper linking, and certainly better learning experiences for students and lifelong learners. So tell us a little more about Advantage.
1: You know, you know we we put our, our headset on, for it, put ourselves in a role of a teacher and a student, and we said, what are the the key uh, teaching and learning activities that are required in an online environment, and of course, you're talking about developing a course, building a course, and then offering a course, and, and, and ultimately grading uh, the assignments and the activities related to that course. So, so, LTI Advantage is actually a combination of the three services that work together to support a really seamless teaching and learning experience. And um, we we thought it would be important. And again, our primary interest here is the institutional users, Mm -hmm. institutional membership, that we want to make their lives simpler and easier as much as possible. So we said, you know, it's best to um, offer this as a package so that people know what they're going to get. Mm -hmm. So that if if there's a a product that it's LTI Advantage certified, then you know the features that you're going to get and they're going to work together. And and so it's a degree of confidence for the market in support of a particular set of teaching and learning
0: capabilities. So it's really that reliability and that confidence. So thanks, Mark. That's great information for those who uh, can tune into this podcast on the LTI standard and in particular learn more about uh, LTI Advantage. So I want to touch upon one topic that's really on the minds of everyone today, PII and learner data privacy. How does LTI address the concerns of personally identifiable student information and and then privacy in general, if you will? Yeah, IMS is very committed
1: to privacy uh, of learner data. As a matter of fact, we have a a trusted apps program. I'd encourage you and your, your listeners to research that in, involves a vetting of applications according to a 24-point rubric that's been developed over the course of years by ec, uh, experts, dozens of experts that have contributed to that, and and so this these vetting the vetting allows you as a consumer of of technology tools to see uh, these um, actual vendor vendor contributed. Uh, um, evaluations as well it's not it's not a third party that's um, evaluating them it's a combination of us working with the vendors to self-evaluate on a a series of of um, uh, criteria so that's that's trusted apps right when it when it comes to the ims standards and the exchange of data we have very strong principles about uh, minimalism uh, that you we we recommend in our specifications and that we we keep the amount of information passing from one product to another to the absolute minimum needed to actually perform that function we do not support sending everything we we much prefer and we recommend in our best practices to use a minimalist approach but importantly each each user is actually identified with what's called an opaque identifier so that so that there's a degree of of confidentiality even in that exchange Um, although there are instances where it is necessary to pass for example a name pass pass an email address that information is encrypted as it goes across the wire because the standard requires it and and the platforms and tools would not get certified if they weren't appropriately encrypted so there's every level of effort is spent to protect the the personally identifiable information and other aspects of, of learner data security.
0: Wonderful. Okay, great. You know, at Magic EdTech, we, uh, we work with numerous providers of solutions to implement their LTI integration. Um, some are immersive learning solutions like simulations and labs, others could be core curriculum providers of uh, ebooks or, you know, complete interactive courseware, if you will. So, you know, I really want to pose the question, shouldn't all providers of learning solutions and these types of tools adopt LTI, which is the IMS global standard? Yeah. Uh, yes, no question. I like it's the empathic no response. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep.
1: So um, institutions should require it in their RFPs and their purchasing processes, and um Organizations, tool providers, etc. It opens up the market for them because virtually the entire learning management system uh, community of products is or LTI compliant. And so, by offering my tool, let's say, as an LTI compliant tool, I'm opening myself up, up not just to users that are using, you know, uh, Canvas, let's say, but Blackboard, D2L. If it's K12, it could be Schoology and others. So it's a um, uh, it's learning very uh, ubiquitous really at this stage, and so um, you're you're missing the opportunity in the market if you have not yet adopted
0: LTI and LTI Advantage. Okay, great. You know, from the institutional perspective, whether you're in K twelve, you're in higher ed, or continuing education. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens if you make a change in your learning management system or LMS? You, you know, you've, you've pivoted, you've made a business decision for scalability, um, you know, or, or whatever that, that reasoning was. But, you know, as an institution, you know, how can I be sure that a product or an app is LTI certified? Well, uh, IMS has a product directory where every tool
1: and, and platform that has passed certification is listed and there is various filters so you can you can choose from product type you can look, look for particular vendors look for a particular standards such as LTI or LTI assignment and grades for example it's so very specific so that's that product directory and how do i get to that product directory as a tool provider i have to go through a certification test i actually bring my product to IMS and IMS and c- connects to their tool and processes the data and does an exchange. So that's called the certification suite. And that is it's code. It's a system that we have that tests uh, that, that that product actually is or is not um, compliant. And you know we work with the product company to help them get to compliance. And once they have achieved compliance, then they're awarded a certification, and they they get uh, the ability to say that they're certified on their website, and then of course that gets recognized in the in the market for people that care about the importance of interoperability.
0: Right, and then of course they're listed in that directory. So yes, wow, great. So you know, how can providers and institutions, you know, today? Find out more about the LTI security framework.
1: Um, it's it's right on our LTI main page, imsglobal.org/lti. Right on the main page um, is reference to the security framework, uh, and it's yes, integrated in the spec. So there's links to the to it, etc. I I would for your technical um, for your technical listeners that that's a great valuable resource and. The IMS website has a lot of good information about how our non-technical members collaborate together in a really a common network and exchange information about tools that they're using or problems that they're trying to solve, and together they collaborate and, and develop solutions that actually are real world and get implemented.
0: This is really helpful and very valuable, Mark, thank you. So. You know, just as we wrap up, what final thoughts or considerations do you have for providers of solutions or institution that are deploying these types of learning tools uh, and are part of the ecosystem overall?
1: Yeah, if you if you're not currently LTI 1.3 and LTI Advantage, act now and get that on your roadmap. It's not a tremendously heavy lift. You will be glad that you did. And once once you have get it, once you have done that, get it certified. So you get the market benefit and the entire world can know that you, you are a plug
0: and play um, EdTech tool. That's great. Thank you, Mark. You know, I look forward to seeing you soon. For our attendees of this podcast, Magic EdTech is a contributing member of the IMS Global Consortium. As Mark and I discussed, you can visit IMS at imsglobal.org. Uh, you can also reach out to us at magicedtech.com for more information and support in your adoption of LTI 1.3 and LTI Advantage. Mark, thanks so much for your time today, very grateful. Thank you, Michael, appreciate it. It's great to see you again. You too.
1: Bye now.